listening to Cherokee Hills Baptist Church. If you'd like more information about CHBC or ways to get involved, visit chbcok.info. Good morning, church family. How are we doing today, huh? Man, are you guys pumped up to be here? Yes. Are you guys feeling the same energy that that I'm feeling today? I truly believe that the Holy Spirit is here in this place, and he is about to do a huge and exciting work in the lives of everybody here and those that are listening and those that will be here the, the next month. Because let me tell you, we put a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer into the preparation for this month asking that God would invade our church, that the Holy Spirit would come and have full permission to do whatever he wanted to right here, that he would call people to go to make a change and to make an impact for the gospel, not only here in our church, in our community, but everywhere. You guys pumped up about that? Come on, let's go. Yeah. I know, it's so good. So um, if you don't know me, my name is uh, Pastor Caleb. I am the kids pastor here, and um, it is my absolute honor to be able to kick off Missions Month. And so today I'm going to be sharing a piece of my story so that you guys will know me a little bit better, um, at, which includes a little bit of time that I spent overseas. And then I also, my, my fervent hope and my prayer is that walking away today, that um, God will call you to do one of two things. That he will either call you to, to make a change and actually get up and go somewhere, or that he will call you to stay where you are, but with more gospel intentionality, okay? So that's my two goals for us walking away from today, and I am pumped to do it. So uh, like I said, Chris asked me to highlight my time, and he asked me to kick off because I actually was able to spend uh, two years uh, with the IMB um, from 2014 to 2016, all right? I've got a picture of me uh, while I was over there. I was uh, 24 to 26 years old when I got the call to go. How many of you guys are in that age group right here? 24 to 26, just graduated uh, college, right in that mid-range. Some of you guys are like, yeah, that's what my mental age is. That's okay. That's good, right? So this is me at 24 to 26. I just graduated college. And, and for me, uh, when I describe my graduation of college, it was like I was on like a, a, a train track going 90 miles an hour. And then graduation was like a cliff. And I just went, woo, and didn't know where I was going to land, right? Because my whole life had been planned out for me at that point, like kindergarten all the way through. And then all of a sudden, I was like, God, where do you want me to go? And so um, God gave me this prayer that I prayed in high school. And um, I was like, all right, God, look. Where do you want me to go? And what do you want me to do? And so I uh, had a couple options and he made it very clear that I was supposed to take a couple of years and I was supposed to go. And I didn't know where I was going. Uh, in fact, um, even after I got accepted and they're like, hey, you're going to go to this, uh, this country in the Middle East, I had to get out my map and look up where it was <laughs> because I had no idea. I was like, where is that? Right? Obviously, my geography skills were great. Uh, I went to small town school in Oklahoma, right? So, um, so how did I go from, you know, like um, a small town in Oklahoma, not knowing 
what I was going to do after college and go from that to, to getting to travel um, all over the Middle East. Um, my time there, I got to go to like 14 different countries. I saw God move in huge ways. I mean like massive ways. Um, in fact, uh, this, this scarf that I got um, over there right here, um, somebody uh, gave this to me. Uh, I was talking to a refugee as he was making um, his way to another country and it was bitterly cold. And I was just sharing with him about Jesus and, and, and asking his story. And, and he was so moved that he took the scarf around his neck and he gave it to me. And I got to pray for him and send him on his way. So I don't know what Jesus did with that. But like there are just moments and, and we don't have time to get to, to all of those today, unfortunately, because I've only got like 20 minutes. Right. But like but God moved in such big ways. And so how did I go from 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 this small town kid? I had no idea what he wanted to do with his life and what God wanted to do to getting to go all over the world and share the gospel. Well, it's because God had a plan for my life. He knew way back when I was uh, like seven years old and accepted Jesus for the first time that eventually when I was 24 to 26 years old, right, and 2014 to 2016, that there was a specific, not pacific, but a specific plan for my life that he wanted me to do. And so today I'm going to walk you through that. And then we're going to highlight a guy named Peter in the Bible. And my prayer is that as I walk through how God calls people and how he sparks something in them and then has a plan for their life, that something will resonate where you are. That, that maybe you'll see that God has you on a journey and on a plan. And you're like, well, I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to do right now or if, or if I'm plugged in or if I'm plugged into the right place. And my goal is walking away that you'll know exactly what you should be doing and why you should be doing it. If you would have asked me, like, you know, even, even when I was ending college, and I, you were like, hey, Caleb, like, what, what do you think that you're going to do? What, what does God have for you? Um, in no way, shape, or form, like in no way, shape, or form, would I have told you anything about what happened in that video, right? That, that was just so far beyond the scope of what I thought, you know, was possible. In fact, I didn't even know what really what refugees were or, or, or why we needed to help them or anything like that. But like I said, God had a plan for my life from the very beginning, and he had very specific ways that he led me to that point, all right? And so um, if you're taking notes, here's what I want you to write down, all right? The, 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 the question that we're going to answer today is this, why are you doing what you are doing, okay? So I want you to write that down. Why are you doing what you are doing? The way that we answer this question will really help us determine where we are on God's path for our life, all right? Now, this question it kind of is twofold. You've got the, the what and you've got the why. Now, for a lot of you, the what is going to be determined on what stage of life you're in, all right? So how many people are in school? Raise your hand if you're here and you're in school. Like kindergarten, pre-K, all the way up, right? Maybe graduate school. Yeah, you're in school. Good. So the what that you are doing right now, a lot of you maybe won't have the ability to change your what at the moment, right? Uh, because your what is, is in school. You're like, yeah, I'm in like first grade or I'm in pre-K, I'm in kindergarten, right? And so that's the what you are doing. For some of you, the what you're doing is like, hey, I'm working my job, right? I've got this job that I've got. It's awesome. I love it. And that's, that's what I am doing. Uh, for some of you guys, you're like, hey, like maybe you're not working anymore. You're retired. And you're like, my what is I'm filling my time with, uh, with hobbies and traveling, spending time with the grandkids and, and volunteering, right? And all those things are good. Um, that's your what. Um, and then, uh, but the what you were doing, okay, 
Well, you might not have the ability to change it, or some of you do. The what you're doing is going to be largely influenced by your why, okay? So underneath that question, I want you to write down your why influences your what, okay? Your why influences your what. So the reason that you're doing what you're doing is going to be, um, is very important because the, the why, when you answer, well, why am I doing what I'm doing, right? That should influence the what you are doing. So what we're going to do today is we're going to look at, uh, we're going to look at a passage of scripture and a guy named Peter, okay? Um, and we're going to use him as kind of a picture of why he was doing what he do, was doing and God calling him. So if you've got your Bibles, go ahead and open them up to John uh, chapter 1, okay? So John chapter 1. So John is in the New Testament, which is in the back of your Bible, okay? And uh, the chapter numbers are like the big numbers, and then the, the verses are the little numbers, all right? So John uh, chapter 1, and we're going to look at verses 35 through 42, all right, John chapter 1, verses 35 through 42. If you guys would go ahead and stand with me in, the, in honor of the reading of God's word, that would be awesome. So John chapter 1, verses 35 through 42. This is uh, the first time that Peter and Jesus have an encounter together. So here we go, uh, verse 35. The next day again, John was standing with two of his disciples. This is John the Baptist. And he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned to them, following him, and said this, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, Come and see. So this is verse uh, 39. Come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying. And they stayed with him that day, for it was the tenth hour. One of the two heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. You guys may be seated. So this is the moment that Peter first met Jesus. And it was, it was huge, all right? So Peter, he spent his whole life as a Jewish boy, like learning about the Messiah that was going to be coming, right? He's like, hey, the Messiah is coming. You know, um, they, they studied the Old Testament and they knew the promises. And then as a man, he had heard this guy named John the Baptist speaking. And John the Baptist was like, hey, the Messiah is coming. Like the time is now, right? Repent and turn away from your sins because the Messiah is coming. Get ready. And then all of a sudden, um, John, uh, yeah, Simon Peter, he was just chilling and um, his brother runs up to him and he's like, hey, Peter, guess what? Or actually, he wasn't Peter at that point, right? He was uh, Simon. He says, Simon, Simon, come here. We found him. He's here. So Simon shows up and he has a life-changing encounter with Jesus. And we know that his life was never the same because his name completely changed, right? He went from, from Simon to Peter. And so right here, immediately, this is the first thing that we need to know about God's call on our life, okay? Because there is a moment, and there should be a moment, where you meet Jesus and your life is not the same anymore, right? That should be a thing that happens. So this is me when I was seven years old. How many of you guys are seven right now? Yeah? So this was me when I was right, I was in around first grade, second grade, right there, right? That was me. Yeah, I had more hair back then, 90s kid. It was awesome. It was a great time. Okay? So why do I show you a picture of me when I'm seven? Well, because when I was seven, 
Okay, that's when I had that life-changing encounter with Jesus. That's when um, in the balcony of First Baptist Church, uh, Altus, Oklahoma, I have no idea what was being preached, but I do know that I felt for certain that I needed to turn my life over to Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't quite understand everything at the time, but there was a moment where I made the choice to follow Jesus. And from that moment on, the trajectory of my life was never the same. So the question I have for you is this, have you met Jesus? Like, have you met him in a way where your life is no longer the same? Because the, the, next, things that we're gonna, the, the next things that we're gonna talk about, when we talk about God's calling on your life and the, the plans that God has for you, like you're not gonna be able to fully understand and grasp that if you haven't had a life-changing encounter with Jesus. That's the very first thing that we need to do. So have you met Jesus? Because, again, we're going to be inviting you to, to, to ask God, hey, God, what do you want me to do and where do you want me to go? But if, you've not, if your life has not been changed by Jesus or you haven't met Jesus in a way that you said you know, you're willing to say and surrender your life to him, then the rest of these things are going to be good and you can participate, but they won't quite mean the same thing, all right? So the first thing that we have to do on, on, on this pathway to knowing what God wants for us is we got to meet Jesus, Right? So how many of you guys here have met Jesus before? I'm just going to do that. How many of you guys know, yeah, that's awesome. That's great. I know. Some of you guys are like, oh my gosh, he's calling me out. Like, you didn't raise your hand. That's okay. Right? But if you have, that's great. Have you surrendered your life to him? Because that's, that's the next thing. Right? Because Peter, he met Jesus and he knew all of these things and, and he met Jesus and, and Jesus actually changed his life. So um, let, let's go ahead and move on. So Matthew, um, if you've got your Bibles, go ahead and turn them to Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 20. This is the second time that Peter meets Jesus. So the first time Peter meets Jesus, there was a moment where his life was never the same. He gets a new name, his life was changed. Okay? And then we got to fast forward a little bit. There was a little bit of time that occurs between these two meetings. Now, there's a couple of different places that you can read about this story that we're about to read, okay? Um, there's one that provides more detail, and then there's this one that's a little bit shorter. And I'm choosing the shorter one for time's sake, okay? So Matthew 4, chapter, uh, verses 18 through 20, all right? So the next time that Jesus meets Peter, it says this. It says, while walking by the Sea of Galilee, this is Jesus, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting the net into the sea, for they were fishermen. So what were Peter and his brother doing the second time that they met Jesus? What were they doing? Fishing. Yeah, they were fishing. They weren't, uh, they weren't evangelizing the lost. They weren't in the te temple preaching. They weren't following Jesus around, right? They had met Jesus, and their life was different, but they... We're still fishing. They were still fulfilling the commitments. They were working their job, right? The, what they were doing was they were fishing. And why were they fishing? Well, because they met Jesus. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. He's got to give me a new name. But they were missing a piece. They hadn't gotten a calling yet. They hadn't gotten a specific invitation to follow Jesus, which is why they didn't do it. And so because of that, they went back to doing what they were doing after they met Jesus, Right? And this, is, this should be really good news, okay? This should be good news. How many of you guys, uh, kids in the room, how many of you guys were adults, how many of you guys uh, said, I want to follow Jesus when you were a kid and you were baptized like when you were a child? Yeah, that was me. This is, so this story should be great news for us 
Because um, if, if Jesus, as soon as we follow Jesus, if he was like, boom, okay, now I want you to start preaching the gospel and going overseas, we would have a bunch of seven-year-olds in seminary who can't read and write yet, right? And trying to hop on planes and go overseas without their parents, okay? And God does call us to, to go and move, and it's a little bit different now because we've got the indwelling of the Spirit. But what I'm trying to say is that there is a process that God takes us through, right? Peter, he didn't immediately start doing all the things that we read about him doing, right? His obedience to God was like, hey, this is good. I'm changed, but I'm going to keep doing what I'm going to be doing. It was great. So for me, and in my life, um, we, we've got, we got this moment at seven where I surrendered my life to Jesus. And then there was another moment, I remember it very vividly, when I was um, about 11, uh, 11 years old. And when I was 11 years old, I remember there was a moment where I, said, uh, where I was on a mission trip, the first one I ever got to go on because I was finally old enough. Uh, which, by the way, you're old enough to go on a mission trip no matter how old you are, especially if your parents are taking, willing to take you. Come on, can I get an amen? Yeah? Okay, you don't have to wait until you're 11 or 12. You can go right now. Anyway, uh, I won't get on that soapbox. But um, when I was 11, um, I felt like God was calling me to surrender my life to the ministry. And I didn't know what that meant. I was like, I don't know what that means, right? And, and a lot of the guys that were older were like, oh yeah, I'm surrendering my life to youth ministry. I'm surrendering my life to music ministry. But I didn't feel like God was giving me a specific calling to one thing. I just was like, well, I feel like I'm supposed to say yes. So I said yes, which was awesome, right? So that was another moment where God was calling me to do something and I took a step of obedience where I could as an 11-year-old, right? So fast forward to uh, my calling to go overseas, right? When I was 26, that was... Years later, God was preparing me. He was prepping me when I was seven, when I was 11, when I was 18 and fixing to graduate high school. And I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And God gave me this prayer. Caleb, I want you to just surrender your life to me. Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? So when he did, um, I was able to say yes. I put my yes on the table in the way that I needed to at that moment. And as I was faithful to follow Jesus every step of the way in the way that I was able to do it, right? He was faithful to show me what he wanted me to do next. In fact, I love the idea when, whenever, um, whenever Jesus calls people to him, right? Whenever he calls Peter, well, actually, let's read about it, all right? So Peter, um, the, the rest of this verse, so I'm going to fill in kind of the, the blanks that Matthew misses. So um, the second time that we meet Jesus, actually, there's a huge crowd of people that's following him. There's a huge crowd of people, and he's been preaching, and he's been teaching, and, uh, and he needs to kind of get away from them. So he sees Peter and Andrew on their boat, and he's like, hey, can I get in your boat? And they were like, yeah, sure, why not? So uh, Jesus gets in the boat, and they row out a little bit, and then Jesus teaches, right? And then after Jesus gets done teaching, uh, uh Jesus was like, hey, guys, why don't you like let down your nets in the boat? And, and they were like, oh, well, I've, we've been fishing all night and we haven't come up with anything. But OK, sure, Jesus, why not? I'll, I'll do what you say. So that was another step of obedience. They lowered the nets down in the boat. And then they they uh, the Bible says that they had so many fish that they couldn't catch it all. All right. And so they were like, man, uh, that was another step. And they saw Jesus um, when they followed Jesus. Jesus can do things that are not shouldn't be possible. That was another step in obedience, okay? And so the next step was, uh, Peter was like, man, you actually are who you say you are. You know what I mean? And then Jesus gives the invitation. Are you ready for this? Matthew 4, verses 19 through 20. Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers 
of men. And it says, immediately they left their nets and followed him. Jesus showed Peter, like, through this progression of events. He was like, hey, Peter, can I get in the boat? And Peter was like, yeah, sure. And so Peter took that step of obedience, right? And then Jesus was like, hey, Peter, let down your nets. And Peter was like, okay. So he let down his nets. That was another step. And so we have this picture of when we're following Jesus, that doesn't automatically mean, right, that we're going to like have to like drop everything that we're doing and buy a one-way plane ticket and go overseas as soon as we say, yes, I'm ready to follow Jesus, right? For some of you, that could be the case, right? If you come to Jesus a little bit later in life and you're ready to go, he might ask you to do that. But for the vast majority of us, the way that we say yes to Jesus and his plan is he's going to like step us into it. He's going to ask us to be obedient. He's going to be like, hey, like, why don't you say yes to volunteering at your church somewhere? And you're like, well, I don't really know if I'm able to do that, but sure, I'll, I'll volunteer in the nursery or yeah, sure, I'll shake a hand, right? And then he's like, hey, there's a trip that we're going to be taking, right? Or there's a, there's a VBS. Why don't you help teach some kids or some, come prayer walking for VBS? And you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess I can walk around and pray. Why not, right? So you take a step. And then all of a sudden, there's an ask. And you're like, hey, we're going to be going to another city. And we're going to be doing a prayer walking and a VBS at another city. And you're like, what? been doing that. Yeah, I, I can do that, right? And I can, I can take my family to do that. Why not? And so, boom, you stepped in another direction. And then it's like, hey, we've got an opportunity for you to go overseas. And who knows where God is going to stir in you and what God is going to call you to do. But it starts with these little steps. I, I promise you, if you ask any of the missionaries that we're going to be talking about, if you ask Brian and, and Stephanie, if you ask Rachel um, in Mexico, they will have a similar story where they didn't go from like, yeah, I'm following Jesus to like, yeah, I'm going to do like, just drop everything and move to New York for a summer. I'm going to move to Mexico where I don't know anybody. Jesus took them on a journey. Isn't that awesome? Yes, it's so good. And here's why that's amazing. And here's why that's good news. Because he means that he wants to do the same thing in your life. He wants to do the same thing for you. And guess what? It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. It doesn't matter what stage of life that you're in. God, if you're still here and you're still breathing, that means that God has something that he wants you to be about doing. God has people that he wants you to influence. And what I love about what we're going to talk about in this next month is we've got things that are happening right here on campus. So we're like, if you can't go, right, if you can't leave for whatever reason, you can still make a gospel impact right here. And God has a way for you to say yes, right here. We've got midterm trips. We've got long-term trips. We've got all sorts of opportunities for you to say yes. But you have to be willing to say Yes to Jesus. So let's circle back to our original question. Why are you doing what you're doing? Okay? Why are you doing what you're doing? There are two ways that you can answer this question. Okay? Two ways you can answer this question. You can answer this question, I am working my job or I'm uh, in school or I am, you know, fill in the blank because God told me to do it. Or you can say, well, I don't really know why I'm doing what I'm doing. Your why influences your what. So if you don't know why you're working the job that you're working, or if your answer is, well, it just seemed like a good opportunity and I'm making some good money and it's a good opportunity to provide for my family. Well, what if God is calling you to do something else? And you just haven't asked him yet, 
right? Um, there's a family in our church who they recently moved from here to Owasso, Oklahoma, and they're going to be house parents at, uh, at, a, at a girl's home there, the Millers. It's awesome. Uh, they put their what on the table. They're like, God, what do you want us to do? And so God gave them an opportunity to become like full-time missionaries to girls uh, in Owasso. And so they were like, okay. They said yes. Boom. They're going. It's awesome. We sent them last week. That was great. That's a perfect example of that. So it doesn't matter if you've got a jo- what you're working and what you're doing. We need to be willing to say yes. So this is my challenge today as we wrap up. I want you to, to do two things. I want you to ask yourself, why are you doing what you are doing. And I want you to be willing to pray this prayer, okay? God, what do you want me to do and where do you want me to go? Because, because as we go through these different missions opportunities, from everything from, hey, like volunteer in the nursery here to be a part of WizKids to, to going overseas to the Middle East, like, if we haven't answered that question, if, I'm, if you're not signing up to do these things because Jesus told you, there's a chance that you might be doing it for the wrong reasons, right? If the reason that you're going is because like, oh, it sounds really cool. I've always wanted to go overseas. Like, let's do that. It's maybe not the right reason. Maybe God wants you to volunteer in the nursery first. Or maybe God wants you to like be a part of WizKids first, right? Um, let me tell you one more story and then we're going to pray. So why did I go from being overseas to here? Because I was having a blast. I'm not going to lie to you. I was seeing God move in huge ways. Um, I was making a huge impact. And I got an invitation to stay for an extra year that a lot of people didn't get. Um, Yeah, that's it, because God told me to, right? Um, But God put something in my heart that I don't know where it came from because it didn't come from me. I was praying through. I was like, God, should I accept this opportunity or should I not? And, And God told me, he was like, Caleb, You've been working so hard to learn this language and learn this culture and reach these people for Jesus. And he was like, did you work even half this hard to reach your neighbors for Jesus? Like, you know the language and the culture back in the U.S. Were you working even half this hard to share the gospel with those people around you? I couldn't say yes. And so God called me to come back. And that's another story for another day. But Guys, you have to start with the why. Why are you doing what you're doing? Because Jesus has something that he wants you to do. He has something that he's calling you to. But you have to be willing to ask.